The Productive Woman, Episode 269. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome and thank you for joining me. In this episode, I will share with you my conversation with London banking professional, wife, and mom, Helen Wright. You'll find information about Helen, along with links to resources she recommends and the ways you can connect with her online, all in the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 269. This episode is brought to you by Blinkist and by Text Expander. For a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash TPW to try it free for seven days and to save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash TPW to start your free seven-day trial and to save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash TPW. And I'll share a little more about Blinkist later on in the episode. Right now, I want to talk about Text Expander. I mentioned them last week in our episode about productivity tools. This week, they're sponsoring this episode. Uh, and you can unlock your productivity with Text Expander. For Mac users who have upgraded or who are thinking about upgrading to Catalina, which came out just not too long ago, the new operating system that is, Text Expander is ready and working with Catalina. And whether or not you're using a Mac, Text Expander works everywhere you type, whether it's Word, Google Docs, email, web forms, and more. If you're in a situation where you're thinking, my email replies to the same kinds of questions are the same, uh, are different every time, that's another way of saying my replies would be faster and more efficient if I used something like Text Expander's fill-ins and pop-ups features. That's what I do for emails that I send regularly. Things like emails that I send all the time for legal matters, information emails for productive woman guests. I make sure I'm sending a consistent message and saving time because I write the answer once the and then I can type a short snippet, just a few characters, fill in a couple of blanks and let it expand into the detailed text that I've created with all the necessary information. It's such a great tool. And if you run a business, Text Expander for Teams helps your new employees or team members get up to speed faster because all the things they need to type regularly and right away are already snippets and you can share them if you use Text Expander for Teams. And you may care about what operating system you use, but Text Expander doesn't. It's available for Mac OS, for Windows, for Chrome, for iPhone and iPad. To learn more and to get a deal on it, visit textexpander.com slash podcast to get 20% off your first year. That's textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about what Text Expander can do for you and to get 20% off your first year. And be sure to mention the productive woman in their little drop down. How did you learn about Text Expander um, question? All right, so now let's get right into the conversation with Helen Wright. It is my pleasure to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Helen Wright. Helen is a risk and assurance manager for a large European bank in London, and she manages a team of seven who are all based across the United Kingdom. She lives in North London with her husband and twin boys, and works as flexibly as possible to maintain as much of a happy work-life balance as can be achieved with toddlers. I've really been looking forward to talking with her about how she's making a life that matters. So welcome, Helen. Thank you for having me, Laura. I'm delighted to be on the show. This was all the idea of having you come and be my guest, of course, started in a conversation in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, where you're in that group, and we were having a conversation about moms and productivity, and you had some really 
interesting things to say about how you're managing all that. And we're going to get into that in a minute. Uh, But I thought I would love to have you come and and share some of the things you've learned, what's working for you, what's not. And, uh, and we'll kind of go from there. And so before we get started, I, I've given them a little bit of a taste of who you are, but maybe you could tell us a little more about who you are, where you are, what you do, whatever you think would be helpful for us to know as we get into this conversation about productivity. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so as, as you said, I, I work for a large European bank um, in London. Um, I live in North London um, and I commute into the office um, in central London. Um, I work in the corporate banking division in that bank and I provide the, the senior leadership team with the assurance that everything's running well, the bank is compliant with regulation, that processes are working as they should, change is embedded and that colleagues and staff are conducting themselves um, in the right manner, I guess, to, to make sure our clients get the right service. Um, like you said, I manage a team of seven Half of them are in our London office and the rest of them are across the UK, which brings challenges in itself. And when I'm not working, I, uh, I'm i a mum to two toddlers. Like you said, they're twins, twin boys. Um, they're two and a half, just over two and a half. And uh, they're really good fun at the moment. They are, they are such good fun. They're a, a fun handful. Um, <laughs> it's such a good age. Yeah, two and a half is is such a good age. They're they're really sort of spreading their wings a little bit and having an opinion or two. Definitely, they are, they they, um, they are very opinionated. One more so than the other, I think, hmm. um, which is interesting in twins. Um, they both have very distinct personalities, um, but it's yeah, it is it is such good fun. They're learning something new every single day, um, and I think you know part of my challenge is to make sure that I'm. I'm I'm there for you know for the for the fun times you know not not kind of working too much that I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of enjoying myself with them as much as enjoying my work really yeah and that is a challenge when you've got a a, a career a job like what you have that's I would imagine has some time demands and some stresses that go with it and trying to figure out how to do your best at your job, but also be the kind of mom you want to be, the kind of wife, the kind of citizen of the world. I think those are the things we're all um, thinking about trying to navigate. Uh, and it kind of doesn't matter where in the world you are, those those issues come up for all of us. And so I'm really going to be interested to talk with you about how you're navigating that, how you're balancing and juggling all that. Before we get into kind of those specifics, I always think it's helpful to have a little context for the things that you're doing that are working and not working. And so to the extent you have a typical day, what would that typical day look like for you? Um, I I think I don't really have a typical day. I have more of a typical week, to be honest. Um, Because of my flexible working pattern that that you alluded to um, in the introduction, I I have um, some days when I'm working in the office, some days when I'm working from home, but I'm working, some days when I'm not working, but I'm potentially available, and other days when I'm not working at all. But that kind of follows a regular pattern throughout the week. So... I, I definitely have a typical week um, rather than a typical day. The, my, my days totally depend on whether I'm working or not working or in the office or whatever. Um, and my working pattern is um, 28 hours and that's, um, I'm, I'm very lucky that I've got a very flexible working working contract that it's 28 hours whenever, whenever I want to do it and whenever I can fit it in. Um, and this really fits in around childcare, um, to be honest. Um, my boys are in childcare um, Tuesday to Thursday, so I kind of cram the majority of my work into those days. Um, and on a Monday and Friday, I have the boys, and but I still do bits and pieces of work, mainly in the evenings. But the kind of work that I do on will, will depend on which day it is. Tuesday to Thursday, I'll, I'll do my most productive work, my important work, the work that needs the focus. And on a Monday and Friday, on an evening, I'll try and clear emails or um, do some planning and do some reading. So my, my task really depends on, on on which day of the week it is. Mm. But one of the things I, I, I do do in my typical week is on a Monday, after I've had the boys all day and we've been to the park and we've been to soft play and we've had some fun, 
Um, once they're in bed, um, one of the most important things I do during the week is I do an evening planning session. It's it, what, what I imagine everyone else does on a Sunday before before their Monday morning. I do on a Monday evening before my Tuesday in the office. Um, I pull my calendar up. I clear a few emails. I get my, my, my plan and my notebook and I try and kind of understand and plan what I'm going to do for that week. And I know that if I don't do that, that session on Monday evening, my entire week can, can kind of come off the rails. So it's a really important task for me. Um, I make sure I'm prepared for meetings that are coming up, really key ones, try and block out time for key tasks that I want to do, check what I did last week. Um, so it really, really sets me up for the week, to be honest. Um, if I don't do it when I go in on a Tuesday morning, even if I go in really early, my 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 week just I, I just don't hit the ground running. Um, so that's my kind of Monday, my typical Monday. On a Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm usually in the office, so I commute into London and listen to some podcasts on the way in. I have an hour's commute, so that's that's quite a good um, a good length of time to listen to some some podcasts and of course this is this is usually one of them <laughs> so I go in early and my husband does the drop-offs and I do the evening pickups and that worked out really well for us um on a on a Thursday I work but I work from home and um, during kind of Tuesday to Thursday it, it's very important that I plan the right kind of things I'll do my important calls and um I use a lot of video conferencing so you know, all of all of my meetings will generally be by, be by video conference. Um, when I'm working from home on Thursday, I try and get out for a run or at least a walk if I can. Otherwise, some days I'm I'm I've only stood up to go into the kitchen to <laughs> grab a cup of tea. Um, so it's really important for me to try and get out and do some walking and get some fresh air. Um, and I also try and do some work in the evening when the boys are, are at home. As long as I kind of do my hours and um, I get my my deliverables, you know, my, 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 my objectives done, then it doesn't really matter when I work. Um, and then again, on a Friday, I'm back to the boys are with me again. We do lots of fun things. Um, I do tell my team that I'm available. Um, so they know they can contact me um, on WhatsApp um, for urgent things, you know, so if people want me to review an email or read a paper or just jump on a call really quickly, I, you know, I, I, I will do. Um, but I, I try not to have things on a Monday and Friday when I, I know I'm going to be distracted by, you know, small small boys um, trying to get my attention. Um, when they were younger, they would nap um, regularly at, and, and at reliable times. So I used to have team calls on a Monday at two o'clock. And that was my regular call with all of my guys to get everybody together. Um, and as they got older and they started dropping that nap, um, they started to make um, appearances on my video calls because I <laughs> they were never in bed. So my my team often got to see my boys um, on my conference calls. So now I I don't do those anymore. So you know, I've, over the last couple of years, I've kind of flexed what I can and can't do on a Monday and Friday. Um, so I think all all of my team know what my boys look like now because <laughs> they've been on all of the conference calls. Um, and and then on a Saturday and Sunday, my phone goes off. Um, hopefully that's family time. You know, my husband does the same and that's really, really our time to spend with the kids. Um, and I think the key thing is around that typical week is just having those boundaries. So I know what I can do on a Monday, what I can do, you know, what I'm there to do on a Tuesday, Wednesday and, and, and what's what's important to me. Um, I think that's important. That, that's the important thing, really. Yeah, I can see that ha having that structure to your week, and knowing wh what fits where over the course of the week, I think it, it sounds like you've been pretty intentional about that and, and pretty uh, purposeful about it. Uh, and you've mentioned so that you do certain things in the evenings. Do you have a? Are you an early riser? Or are you a stay up late person? What? Where do you fall in that spectrum? I'm a um, naturally I'm a stay up late person. Um, with my boys, I'm sadly an early riser. Um, I, I certainly don't work very well um, early in the morning. Although my my productive time is probably when I'm in the office, so kind of 
eight, nine up until round about lunchtime. I think that's the time I I am most productive. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't do mornings very well. Um, although my my boys would love me to do mornings. Um, at the moment, it's four o'clock, which isn't which we need we need to change that. It's a bit too early for for me, I'm afraid. Oh my goodness! So your boys wake you up at four a.m. One of them does at the moment. Um, we've just we've just put the clocks back um, in the UK, so um, uh, okay. so uh, he's he's not he's not on uh, he's not on the clock time yet. He's not on the right time yet. So, do you have any sort of uh, morning routine to help you uh, sort of get into the day, especially on those mornings when you're going into the office? So, your Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you get up in the morning. Is there? Do you have any sort of rituals or routines that you follow to get yourself going? And since you're not really a morning person, but you've got to deal with things. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the main thing. Um, other than my, my, so my husband will um, sort the kids out in the morning. He, he's the one. He he drops them off, so he gets them ready. I get up, get sort myself out, um, and get into work. So I don't really spend a lot of time and um, getting the boys ready on a morning. That's my husband's um, role is is to do mornings, mm-hmm. um, which means I can get in early and get started um, and leave early. Um, in the evening. Um, but one of the things I do like to do, um, I mentioned kind of listening to podcasts on my commute. I've got an hour's commute, um, kind of door to door. Um, and on a morning, I'll try and listen to a, a business related podcast. So obviously this one, anything to do with productivity, um, anything to do, you know, tips, um, techniques, business culture. I try and listen to something that's related to business just to switch me, switch my brain into work mode mm-hmm. um on the way back in the evening I'll, it'll be comedy it'll be current affairs it'll be something else so I, I try and um have, have two different playlists a business one and a personal one mm-hmm. um, so that that's the best way my my brain switches into work mode I think that's such a an interesting, or I, I think a good approach. I've been thinking about this lately for, as those who listen to the show for very long know, for a number of years, I I had a commute of about an hour and I would drive back and forth between where we live, an hour northeast of Dallas into Dallas where my office was at the time. And that's when I discovered podcasts and would vary my listening depending on my mood and that sort of thing. I didn't necessarily enjoy the commute, but the coming home, there was the value of that sort of transition time to sort of transition out of work mode back into home mode, which I don't have now because I don't have the commute. So having a different playlist to listen in the morning to sort of switch your brain into work mode and then coming back to sort of get out of work mode, I think is is really smart. Otherwise, there's that risk of getting home, but still having your brain thinking about work stuff and not really being there, not able to relax and be present in what's going on at home. Definitely. Um, And I think I've I've actually, I I start to enjoy my commute a lot more. Um, I don't see it as a chore. Um, be, you know, because I've got it, it, it's my time. Mm-hmm. Um, I specific, I definitely don't work on my commute. I know a lot of people do, and they get their phones out. They get I see people on the on the you know the tube with their laptops, and um, I, I I definitely don't do that. Um, I see it as it's my time. Um, and sometimes, sometimes it's the only time I get because as soon as I'm home, it's you know hundred miles an hour. So um, sometimes it can be quite um quite chilled and quite relaxing time. Yeah. So are there any, um, I didn't ask you about this ahead of time, so not to put you on the spot, but can you think of uh, another podcast or two that you really enjoy either for the, you know, on the business side or the, the ones that you enjoy in the, on the commute home? Can you give us a couple names of podcasts that you really enjoy and might recommend? Yeah, there's a couple actually. Um, one, um, one that I've listened to for a while, um, and it, it, again, it's a British podcast by um, a couple of girls who um, who I think used to work for Virgin and um, in various marketing companies. Um, it's called Squiggly Careers, um, and it's very um, tips based. It's very light hearted, um, and 
they've done a really good one on working flexibly and working from home and um, it's very 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 down to earth so de- definitely recommend um, Squiggly Careers okay. um, and there's another one that's just started um, by a, um, a, a friend of mine called Leaders with Babies um, and it's you know, challenges that are very familiar to uh, to working parents. Um, you know, talking to to um, to men and women with with kids about how do they keep their careers going. You know, what what are what are important to them. And um, so that's another another great podcast I listen to. Um, I try and listen to on the way home comedy um, and mainly BBC comedy podcasts, and um, they're they're always they're always good. BBC makes the good uh, good podcasts. Okay, those are great. I'll I'll look for links for those to put in the show notes. Mm. Um, those sound great. So you've got kind of a backdrop for what your week is like, what your days are like, depending on where you are. Your life is probably the description you've given probably sounds familiar to a lot of listeners who have similar kinds of structure or similar kinds of of schedules in in terms of balancing work and home life and those sorts of things. But every person's life is a little different, presents different challenges as far as staying productive and getting those things done that really matter to them. What would you say are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing your life and being productive in the way that you want to be? I think mainly for me, I'm there's, there's a couple of things. There's around the kind of flexibility that we've talked about um, is setting very, very clear boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I found this very difficult at first when I first went back to work. Um, and there's a lot of guilt that that comes with working flexibly or, or, or even, you know, working full time or going back to work and having children. Um you know whether you go back to work or don't go back to work i think there is a lot of lot of guilt mm-hmm. um i think setting boundaries and sticking to them for yourself and for other people is is very very clear is is, is very very important um you know don't be afraid to um if if people schedule something on my, on my you know days when i'm not in i i used to apologize oh i'm really sorry i can't do that because I don't work or I've got my kids on those days. And I think um, I've learned to stop apologizing now. I just say, I'm sorry, I can't do that time. Can we do this time instead? Mm. Um, so don't apologize um, is, 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 is quite key. So setting those boundaries is a big challenge um, and trying not to feel guilty. Um, one of the other challenges for me that I'm, I'm terrible at is delegating. Mm. Um, but I think this kind of flexibility doesn't work unless you can delegate and you've got a good team underneath you. And I'm lucky that I do, that I have a team that I trust. Um, trust is a big thing. You have to trust the people that work for you. They have to know you know, when, when they need to come to you for a decision, but they need to know that they're empowered and that they don't need to come to you for decisions. So that's quite quite a challenge is getting that balance right. Um, I try and keep up um, up to date with my guys once a fortnight. I was finding that monthly monthly one to ones wasn't working, so I've upped the frequency, and mm-hmm. um, that that's working quite well for me. Um, getting that kind of that delegation and and management by objectives as well, rather than management by presenteeism, which is a huge culture shift. I think that generally people need to make is you can't manage people if they're not in the office in front of you. Well, well, of course you can. Yeah. Um, you just need to manage their output rather than than the number of hours they're in the office and that's a bit of a can be a bit of a challenge so I, I, I think those those are my kind of biggest challenges around the, the flexible part of my work yeah well let, let me ask you this it, having that flexible schedule that you have and you know I was nodding my head as you were talking about the the guilt that we feel uh, I think it's it's something a lot of us struggle with regardless of what our work schedules are like or whether we've even gone back to work at ha- after having children, um, it, it, we often feel like we're not doing whatever it is we're doing as well as we ought to be. But the the schedule that you have, is it typical in your industry or in the UK for workers to work a flexible schedule like this, a part-time schedule? Or was this something you really had to go to management and negotiate for yourself? I think... Um 
flexible working is becoming more of a norm in the UK. Um, I think I have a particularly flexible schedule, um, and I have a very, um, a very, a very good boss. Basically, he's he's really supportive um, of work life balance, and I think out of a team of thirty nine. Um, the, uh, out of our wider team of 39 there's only one person who doesn't work flexibly hmm. some kind of um, informal flexible working um, that's not necessarily the norm I think um, in different parts of the organisation it can be different um, we're not customer facing so I think that sometimes makes a difference, it shouldn't because I think bank customers um, can have flexible managers as well mm-hmm. I don't think it's you know the that you need to be um, nine to five if you're customer facing. Um, I think it's easier if you're not, but I don't think it, it needs to be. Yeah. But I, I think it's becoming the norm. And I think speaking to people in and out of the industry, um, younger people who are joining banks and the financial services sector expect to work flexibly. They expect to use technology to work smarter. They don't expect that they need to be in the office nine to five Monday to Friday anymore. And I think that's a really good change in how we work. And I think the other benefit, of course, is that it's predominantly women with with children who end up working flexibly and part time. And I think the more we encourage, you know, men to work part time and flexibly and even people without kids to work part time and flexibly, the more you end up with a, a, a better work life balance and the, the more it becomes a norm across across the country really and um, so I'm, I'm a big supporter of flexible working for for everybody not just you know women with kids really yeah and in your case you know you're in uh, a, a management position you have a team of people that mm. you supervise that you oversee and you're able to do that with this flexible schedule and you you talked a little bit about how you're doing that and you know the challenges of of delegation which i think a lot of us struggle with it's something i've had a hard time with over the course of my legal career uh, being able to sort of let go of things and even with very competent assistants of you know secretaries and and associates and paralegals and stuff it's sometimes just very hard to let go because you feel like the work product whoever does it, it's going to reflect back to you. Mm. But can, can you talk a little bit more about how you're doing that, how you were able to achieve and maintain a management position with this flexible schedule and manage your team? I, I think you've already said it kind of starts with having a really good team that of people that you trust. But on a sort of day-to-day level, how are you making that work? Yeah, so I, I think, first of all, it's about leading by example. Um, like I said, all of my team and, and my wider team work flexibly. They know they can work flexibly. They know they can work from home. I don't expect to see them in nine to five. They can manage their own workloads and deliverables. Um, and it's about me trusting them to do that um, and empowering them to manage themselves. And, and I think it takes a, a slightly different style of management um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not perfect by it by any, by any stretch. But it's this switch to, you know, managing by deliverables and having a clear set of deliverables and managing those, not their hours. Um, like I said, I, I, I kind of switched to fortnightly catch-ups. Monthly ones weren't really keeping me up to date with what, what I needed to know about where they were. Um, and I kind of keep notes on all of those um, catch-ups, so then I know that. You know, I, I, I've got a terrible memory, so I need to keep notes on everything. So it's very, you know, I pull them up after the last meeting and talk through last fortnight. You said this. How's that going now? Um, so regular catch-ups um, are quite important. I also use video conferencing quite a lot, even for, for one-on-ones, um, for all of my team calls, because we're all over the UK. Like I say, we've got four in London one in Manchester, one in Glasgow, and one who's um, home home based. Um, so it's really important to get a sense of team, um, to to have to have video calls. I think it's um, 
and it's good fun as well. We get to see people's dogs and kids <laughs> and wallpaper. And when people have decorated their lounge, we get to see it. And it, it, it just kind of, it's, an, it's a nice atmosphere. What do you use for your video conferencing? Is it Skype? Is it something else? Uh, we use Zoom. Oh, okay. Um, and it, it, it's worked really well. Um, we we may move to Microsoft Teams. Um, I think it's just been deployed across the company, so I don't know whether we'll move to Teams, but Zoom works really well, yeah. um, we've found. Yeah, well, I've used Zoom for several years for uh, productive woman mastermind groups, for coaching sessions. Um, we've used it for some of our book club you know, meetings to discuss books with the authors. Uh, and uh, it's Zoom is a great, I'll put a link in the show notes for that for those mm. who aren't familiar. What do you use to take your notes? Is that, do you do that by hand in a notebook is, or do you use an app on your computer? How do you take the notes you were talking about um, f- on your calls? Yeah, I use um, I use OneNote. Um, I'm quite restricted um, because we're a bank. We have a um, a very you know limited set of of, um, of apps. We can't just go out and use stuff online, and um, you know because of you know client confidentiality and um, and cyber security. Mm. Um, so OneNote is, is is available to us on on the PC, and it's really good actually. I use it all the time. It's really good to search things. I take all of my meeting notes in OneNote, um, really easy to organize. And then after you've taken the meeting notes, you can email them out to everyone. So I found that really useful. And it's also available on my work iPhone. So, um, yeah, OneNote's great. Okay. So... In addition to those tools that you've mentioned, are there any other particular tools you like or resources that you recommend for managing your time, your space, whatever? What's working for you? I mentioned a planner um, that I use on a Monday evening to kind of plan my week. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried bullet journaling for a while and I was I was kind of finding I was getting distracted by the actual planning the spreads and all of the you know all of the stuff mm-hmm. that comes with bullet journaling. So I switched to a pre-printed planner um, called Inconvolt, um, which I find really useful and it just breaks it down into yearly goals, monthly goals, weekly goals, um, and then I also add um, a daily to-do list as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that planner um, it comes everywhere with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I use an app on my phone called Hours Tracker, which all it does is track your hours. It it logs how many hours you work. And that's really just for me. That's for for me to make sure that I'm not overworking. I'm not doing too many hours. um, And I'm I'm also making, you know, keeping myself to account for the hours that I work. So keep a spreadsheet. On average, I do 28 hours. And it just makes me, it means that I don't work too much when I shouldn't be, and I, you know, I'm I'm spending the right time with the kids, really, yeah. and that's quite an important tool in my on my iPhone. And other other bits and pieces, um, online <laughs> sounds silly, but online grocery shopping mm. is probably the, <laughs> the the best thing that I've I've done since I had kids, and just being able to, you know, when I when I remember that I've run out of bread and just stick it on an app and then it you know it comes two days later is it's fantastic so that's my that's my biggest um the thing I couldn't live without I think is my online grocery shopping yeah I you know and that that's valuable whether you have kids or not I it's something I love Mm. doing we live out in the country so I can't get delivery but we can Mm. we have um a store called Walmart here that uh, you can do online yeah. shopping and uh, then you just schedule the time to pick it up and you just pull up into a certain area outside the store and they know you're there because they, yeah. they, they can track it and they just bring it out and load it in your car and off you go. And I, I love that. I remember also, Oh, I, I'm try. I don't remember which episode she was on, but Demetra Liggins, who's you know a single woman, a very busy professional. She's a former partner of mine at the law firm I was at before. Uh, she travels a lot for business. She's very bu- busy. She doesn't have kids or a spouse or anything, but she does a lot of her shopping online. She uses mm-hmm. Amazon 
um, I can't think of what it's called, but the basically where you can have kind of a subscription to certain household items, whether it's pet food yes. or paper towels that just gets delivered automatically. And using those sorts of resources, I think is so valuable, regardless of what stage of life you're at. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to spend the time I've got with the boys. I don't want to spend it going around a supermarket. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just log, log my shopping in it and it comes at a time that's, that's right for me. So I, I couldn't live without it now. I don't know what I did before, <laughs> before I used it. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because it really, at least here where I live, it hasn't been available for, for that long, just the maybe even just the last year. Mm. And it doesn't take very long before it becomes, you You really can't imagine life before that when you would have to, and, you know, my husband and I joke about it sometimes where I'm going to have to actually go into the store because there's some little thing that, you know, <laughs> oh, the horror, <laughs> what are we animals? We have to get in our car and drive there yeah. and park and walk inside the store and then stand in line. So it's it's a wonderful 21st century convenience that has become pretty indispensable for me. So what are what are some of the other things, you know, we talked I mentioned early on that this conversation or the idea of having you come be my guest started with a conversation in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group where you weighed in on this idea of, of flexible scheduling and talking about some of the things, you know, the conversation in the group had to do with, you know, busy moms, and but it, it, all of us, whether we have kids or not, have lots of things going on. Mm. What are your thoughts on that for, you know, if, if someone's listening and trying to get a handle on uh, developing a better work-life balance, for instance. What what are your thoughts, given the schedule that you've been able to create? What would you suggest to others who are trying to contemplate how to how to be successful in their career without having it take over their whole life? I think what the main thing that I've learned um, since since having having my boys is cut yourself some slack. Mm. You know, yeah. give yourself some space. Um, you can't do everything. You will never be perfect at everything. So, you know, don't worry. Um, it goes back to the guilt thing, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, don't worry if, you know, if you're not leading the perfect life or, you know, don't worry if you're not um, as productive as you, as you need to be. It's okay. You know, you cut yourself some slack. And I think sometimes you can become overwhelmed by the worry and mm -hmm. um, the guilt you know don't worry about it um you know be there for your be there for your kids you know, be there for your team um and 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 stop worrying that i think that's what i would tell myself you know my two years ago that you know if i could mm -hmm. go back and, and speak to me i'd say look you know chill out a little bit don't worry so much about it um and, and cut yourself some slack. Um, I think finding a support network as well. Um, if you've got employee networks at work, join them, be active in them. We have um, both a, a women in business network and a parent and carer network at my bank. They run some really good events. They have webinars. We've got a chat forum that we can share ideas on. Um, I've got a really good mum group that I met when I was pregnant that we kind of WhatsApp. Um, you know, just find find that support network that you can that you can tap into. I think, um, and 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 I guess the other thing is, um, don't try and overcompensate. Mm. If, if you're trying to work flexibly, if you're trying to work, uh, trying to find a balance that works for you, um, it goes back to the boundaries. You know, don't try and do too much by working for different people. You know, mm -hmm. if you're part time, you will get paid less. And don't forget that. Um, so don't try and do the same as everybody else. Yeah. Um, figure out what works for you and don't apologize for that. Yeah, I think you mentioned that earlier, and that really resonated with me. I think we are, a, a lot of us, uh, uh, well, I'll speak for myself, 
I'm really quick to mm-hmm. apologize for, you know, if somebody wants to do something at a time when uh, I have set aside for a personal activity or whatever, uh, I, I feel this need to apologize for not being available 24-7. And we really don't. Some of this has yeah. to do with managing our own minds, but then the other piece is managing expectations of other people and recognizing we don't really owe it to anybody to be available every every yeah. minute of every day. And we can't do that and still be, um, you know, whole and healthy human beings. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I think talking about your your flexible pattern or you know not not apologizing for it but just talking about it and normalize it and be an advocate for it yeah. don't try and hide the fact that you work flexibly yeah um you know don't don't make excuses for it but you know don't um I, i've come across people before who wouldn't um you know if they had to leave early because they had to go and pick pick kids up from childcare that they, they, if a meeting went in, they would try and try and accommodate it. You yeah. know, don't don't hide the fact that you need to finish at four. It's fine. It's absolutely yeah. fine. Yeah. Um. You know, because if you had a meeting at four, you wouldn't be able to accommodate it either. So don't try and, you know, don't try and help everybody because you end you'll end up helping nobody, including yourself. Yeah, that's that's really wise, food for thought. Um, so Helen. You've obviously spent time thinking about these things. You've you've structured a work schedule, a life schedule to to fit in the pieces that are important to you to uh, achieve what you've achieved in your career and and maintain your role as a manager on this part time flexible schedule, and yet try to also be the mom you want to be and and take care of yourself. So you've got these systems in place, this schedule, the tools that you've talked about that you use. So I'm going to ask, because I ask every guest, even with all of that, that thought you've put into it, the the planning you've done, do you ever have a day when it all gets away from you or you just get completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track? Absolutely. Um, totally. <laughs> and um very, very often, actually. Um, and, and I know that if I don't look after myself, then it, it, I can tell it's going to come around again. And um, what I generally do is, and my, my team laugh at me for this because I call it my coffee shop day. Um, I literally plan a day in my diary um, when I'm offline. So mm. the laptop goes away, the phone goes away, and I'll take a notebook and a couple of colored pens and my headphones and go and sit in a coffee shop or in a library or somewhere that's not the office and it's not home um, and plan. Mm-hmm. And I plan, you know, and I scribble down mind map. I'll scribble down what's what's worrying me. I will think about the things that I haven't quite got to yet and bring them forward and just do it without that distraction. And um by the end of the day or by the end of however long you've set aside, um, I end up with a plan that's less reactive mm. to everybody else's email and much more um, proactive. It's all about what's on my agenda and what's in my head. Um, and my, my team often joke that um, the day after I've had one of these meetings, they always get a list of things that, you know, here are, they get a huge to-do list from me <laughs> because I'm just so much more back on schedule, back on plan. Um, so then I know it's worked. But yeah, I have a coffee shop day where I just switch off my inbox and go and um, sit down with a pen and paper and brainstorm. And that's that's really important. It's kind of like the um, the, the GTD, getting things done collect phase. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm sure listeners will, will be aware of that. That bit that just says, just collect everything. Yeah. What's what's worrying you put it on a piece of paper and then figure out what to do with it that's that really gets me back on track um and something else that i've just started doing recently is kind of a theme on that um i have what i'm now calling my well-being days um i had a about a month ago i hadn't had a, a vacation for a while i was feeling really run down um i just put a a day's leave in the calendar and said, you know what, I'm just going to take a day off 
Um, and I went and sat in a cafe. I didn't didn't do any work this time. I just sat in a cafe. I read a book. I listened to some music. I went shopping. I got a pedicure. And it was just a, you know, it, it's a simple thing to do. It's the kind of thing I used to do when I didn't have kids. Hmm. You know, <laughs> um, that, that I now can't do because, you know, all of my, my spare time on a weekend is um, is generally spent with them. Um, but it's just kind of getting back to getting back to me time. So that there's, there's two different things that I do just to kind of recharge my batteries, both from a work perspective and from a, a well-being perspective. I love that. I, as you were talking about your coffee shop day, I, I found myself thinking, I need one of those. I just did. <laughs> there's been so much going on around here that I feel like it's getting away from me. And um, I, I think I need a coffee shop day. So I'm going to put mm. that in my calendar. Well, Helen, this, this has been so great. What's on the horizon for you? What do you have coming up either professionally or personally that you're excited about or looking forward to? Um, well, I've obviously got Christmas um, mm -hmm. and my, my toddlers are very, very excited. I think this will be the first one that they are, that they really understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, they're very excited for Santa Claus. <laughs> um, so that, that's really kind of going to be you know, going to be great fun this year, and I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and I guess with work, it's really, um, you know, developing, um, you know, developing the team that I have, helping them to, um, to be, you know, be more empowered, helping them to develop, and hopefully, seeing the um the flexible working um song really, you know, getting people more. Um, aligned with flexible working because I'm a big advocate and I want more people to to take it up. I want to really change change the culture if I can. Yeah. Where can people connect with you online? If if there's someone listening who would uh, like to maybe ask you a question or just just connect with you in some way, is there a way for them to do that? Yeah, my LinkedIn profile, um, and I think if. if if you put it in the show notes, I'm more than happy for people to uh, to drop me a line. I'd love to hear from people as to how, you know how they manage similar things or if you've got any questions. I'm really happy to 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 answer them. Yeah. Okay, I'll be sure and put that LinkedIn profile in the show notes for this episode, so uh, listeners can find it there. Before we go, do you have any last words for the listener who might be looking for help or or even just a little bit of encouragement in getting things done and making a life that matters? What what would you say to her? Um, I think kind of what I said before, give yourself some slack. Yeah. Um, you know, don't worry that you're not perfect. Don't worry that the system you have isn't perfect. Don't worry that you're not getting everything done. Um, you know, because I think the worry in itself is a blocker. Mm -hmm. Give yourself some slack. Everybody isn't more productive than you. Don't worry. Um, you know, and go and go and spend some time on you. You know, have a have a well being day. Have a you know coffee shop day, um, and I think you'll find you're actually more productive than you think you are. Yeah. Great advice. Great way to end the conversation, Helen. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to be on. Thank you. I really enjoyed talking with Helen. I was so grateful that she took the time to talk with me for our collective benefit and for her sharing her thoughts on how she manages her life, how she makes it work to work remotely and manage a team remotely, and for her great suggestions and encouraging words for the rest of us. But what do you think? Do you have any questions for Helen or for me, or any comments or thoughts to share on the things that we talked about? You can do that. You can share those questions or thoughts in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 269. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page or in the community Facebook group. If you'd rather share your thoughts with me privately, you can email those comments, questions, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I would love to hear from you. 
Um, before we go, a quick word about our sponsor Blinkist. I want to tell you about them because they are my secret weapon for learning new things and getting ahead in my knowledge growth. It's hard to find time to sit down and read. I love to read uh, and I love to learn new things, but when you don't have a lot of free time, it's hard to find time to read or work on personal development. Well, there's a truly useful help that solves this problem and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is unique in that it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. And what it does is take the best key takeaways, the the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. It's made for people like you and me who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using the information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book or those key points during your commute, on your lunch break, or while you exercise. And that's why 8 million people currently are using Blinkist, and it has a massive and growing library, books from self-help to business to health to history. It has the latest titles from the bestsellers list, as well as classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read, but never had time to. I like Blinkist because it helps me get to the key takeaways of a book in only 15 minutes so I can start to think about those things and incorporate those learnings into my life immediately. I've read or listened to quite a few books on Blinkist and they're all worth checking out. A couple that come to mind are Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek, or Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman great books, interesting food for thought. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to their massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. And right now, for a limited time, Blinkist is making a special offer for the Productive Woman audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash TPW to try it free for seven days and to save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash TPW to start your free seven-day trial and you will save 25% off your subscription, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash TPW. So definitely check that out. Let me know what books you listen to or, or read and what you think of it. And of course, don't forget to visit TextExpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year of this indispensable productivity tool and let them know the productive woman sent you. And thank you so much to Text Expander and Blinkist for supporting the Productive Woman podcast. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Helen. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I look forward to talking with you again next time. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself. And go make your life matter. 